if you don't succeed with the board, you will have no way to prove your success. You'll have no way to, you know, to show through their numbers why things are working. And then, you know, you'll basically fail. Welcome to Real Creative Leadership, a place where creative leaders can find insights and practical guidance on the day-to-day job of being a creative leader. We focus on real issues, topics, and insights of creativity in the business world. Join me as we explore the best strategies for developing your team, getting others to embrace your vision, and generating amazing experiences. This webinar series is produced by The Stoke Group. I'm your host, Adam Morgan, Adobe Executive Creative Director and author of Sorry Spot Emotions Drive Business. And this is Real Creative Leadership. Today we are going to be talking khaki. Now when I say talking khaki, some of you may not understand what that means. Um, you know, back in the old days of business, we used to talk about talking suits or, uh, you know, because everyone would wear a, a suit. But today, people aren't wearing business suits anymore. They're wearing business casual. And often that in, involves khakis, not necessarily pleated khakis, but khakis. So uh, as creatives, we usually don't wear those outfits. We're more in, you know, jeans or shorts or flip-flops or whatever it may be, you know, your, your, your choice of clothes. But when we're talking about talking khaki, it means how do we talk business? You know, as you grow in creative leadership, it's, not, it's no longer just about creative skills. Um, it's not just about, you know, how well you design or write or whatever it may be. But as a leader, you have to learn um, all the different skills in business. And we're gonna talk about those today, um, not necessarily in deep, deep depth, but at least give you the basics of, of several aspects of, of talking khaki. So here's what I'm gonna do. First, we're gonna talk about why. Why do we need to learn business speak? Is how important is this? And we're gonna go through the reasons why. And then second, I'm gonna to talk to you about the four different categories of, of speaking khaki. What are the different ways that we need to learn and grow and be able to express ourselves in different languages in order to speak uh, with business leaders and marketing leaders and IT leaders and, and financial leaders? And then finally, after that, I'm going to talk about how do you learn to speak khaki? Because it's, it's not enough to just say, oh, you have to go out there and learn it. But where do you start? What do you do? So I'm going to give you a few tips and tricks of places you can go to learn how to speak khaki. All right. So let's get back to what, why. Why do we need to speak khaki? So the way I usually like to talk about this is in three different ways. As you become a creative leader, it's no longer, you know, most of us think of as we step into leadership roles, it's all about managing down, right? It's about managing our team. But there are three different ways. You have to manage down, you have to manage sideways, and you have to manage up. And speaking khaki is really, really important in terms of both managing sideways and up, but it still is important for managing down. Right? And here's why. So for managing down, it's really, really important for you to create that right environment for your team, right? You have to translate all of the stuff that comes from the, t from the top or sideways. You have to translate in that into real goals, um, turn all of that business stuff and be able to speak it back to your team and say, here's why you're creating this experience or here's why you're making this content because of these goals. And then, so that's speaking down. Speaking sideways is all about your peers, right? And most often that involves marketing strategists. So you have to tr partner with strategists and marketers. And, you and the only way to compromise and grow and build the right team is to be on the same side as them and to get on the same side, you have to be able to speak their language. You have to understand what their goals are, what they're trying to get, what they're trying to do in order for you to say, okay, here's how creativity is going to help that. Here's how we're going to partner with you and become strategic partners 
and build great creative experiences that align to all of your marketing goals. And then finally, managing up. So why do we need to do this? Because if you have to get approvals from the board, you have to understand what their business needs are. You have to make sure that your creativity and your vision aligns with their business strategy. And you have to be able to work with them. Otherwise, they're just not going to fund you. Like you have, you'll have no budget. You'll have no approvals. So it's really, really important that you, you share your creative vision up to the board of directors. You show your team and you understand what they're talking about and, and learn to speak khaki so that you can relate to them and they can trust you. That's really, really important. So if you don't succeed with the board, you will have no way to prove your success. You'll have no way to, you know, to show through their numbers why things are working. And then you know, you'll basically fail. So it's really, really important. That's the why. Down, sideways, and up. You have to learn to speak khaki. All right, so let's talk about what is khaki now. I'm gonna spend the next little while explaining those the four different areas. Um, and it's really, when I say speaking khaki, it is a mix. It's a mix of marketing strategy, business strategy, finance, and operations. Those are the four big ones. Of course, there's more beyond that, but those are the four I'm gonna focus on today. So as a leader, you have to assume all of those roles. I know for most of us growing up in our careers, it was all about great design or great writing or video or whatever it may be. But once you change and you take that step into a, into a creative director role or creative leadership role, you have to learn all these other things. You know, just as, as being a good creative director, you had to learn all aspects of design, writing, video, everything in order to be a great leader so you could guide all of that. You also have to learn all the other stuff. So sorry to say it, but you're now, you know, a project manager, an operations person, you're a finance person, you're a business leader, you're all of those things. You're a marketer, a strategist. You have to learn all of these things in order to succeed. So there's a fun story. A few episodes ago, Douglas Davis uh, gave us a fun story about where, you know, when he started out in the business and was moving up into bigger and bigger opportunities to present and show work, he noticed that he would step in the room and there was something that was always beating him. And he finally figured out that that was strategy. And once he understood that, then he went back and actually got a, a degree in strategy, wrote a book on it, but he had to first identify the thing that was beating him all the time. And that was strategy, whether that's business or marketing strategy. And so <clears throat> I think that's just a good primer for all of us to know, like it, before you can write the rules, you have to read the rules, right? That's a really, really important concept. So right now we're just going to talk about reading the rules, not writing them. So let's, let's go through those four different categories. So first category, marketing strategy. And I'm just going to go through, you know, things that I've learned are just big categories. I hope that you find some nugget in all of this, but the point is for me just to highlight, you know, a few processes, strategies, books, concepts, just, to, I'm not going to dig in deep on any one concept, but I'm just going to go through a whole bunch of them. And then later on, as you listen to this, just pick out the few that you think, oh, I could learn a little bit more about that, or I need to brush up on that. And I think that's, that's the point of this session is just to get through the, the breadth of all these different things. So marketing, if you're learning to speak marketing and it's the world of data and metrics and strategies and planning, um, you know, start out, you know, early on, it was the four P's, product, promotion, place, and price. And, you know, all marketers had to figure out how do I understand those different things? How do I know how to, you know, to, market a product? How do I promote the product? Where's the right place, the channels, the right places to reach my audience? And then how do I price it all out? But I think that was more of like, that's still valid. It's totally valid, but there's the new model. And if any of you ever heard of the IMC process, so it's the integrated marketing communications process. And it was started by, you know, there's a great book. If you want to read the IMC, the next generation by Heidi and Don uh, Schultz. 
And they walk through all the steps into, in today's modern uh, marketing flow. And that's really about identifying your customers from behavioral data. So you really have to understand your data programs, how you ingest data, where you get it from, not just you know, web data or um, maybe it's on-site data, but behavioral data. What are your customers doing and why? And you could get that through a variety of, of, of methods. Next, after you've got the data and you know who your customer is, it's financial value. You have to determine, okay, do, as I've segmented my groups into different audiences, which one has the most value? Which one is the, like my key audience that I need to go after? Because you can't, you know, boil the ocean. So it's finding and determining financial value. Next, once I have those models in place, I need to create and deliver content to them. I need to create content that has value and I need to create content that is going to, will show up on the channels that my audience frequents or, you know, ways to find my audience and deliver that content. And once you've done that and delivered it all, now you have to estimate ROI. So there are a lot of formulas out there of from MROI to ROI to, you know, however you like to figure out your funnel and figure out the metrics that are going to show success for, for delivering uh, content to that audience. And then finally, how do you evaluate budgets and plans and optimize? I mean, that's a really critical step in the IMC process of now going back and saying, do I need more, less money? Where, where do I put the money? What, is the, what are my plans? What is, you know, all of that stuff. In fact, that leads to the next step. As I've worked with a lot of strategists, it's not just, you know, one goal. It's really like a whole marketing plan. Starting at the top, what are the plans? What are the big goals and, out, and goals that I'm going after? From there, what are my strategies, my tactics, and then the hopeful outcomes? And those documents are huge. And there are a lot of steps involved with it and, you know, research and really figuring it out. And you can get all of that from that IMC process, but you need to put together a big marketing plan. So as a creative leader, do you understand the marketing plan of your peers? Do you understand all of their goals and tactics? A lot of times in selling creative work, for me, it's always been great to say, okay, I know what those goals and tactics are, and then I'm going to relate those over to creative execution and show how that creativity is going to help with those tactics and plans and strategies. Another thing in marketing, speaking marketing, is understanding your customer journey. Do you know, you know, not just identifying the customer in the beginning, but what are the paths that they take? What are the, you know, all the channels they, they, they frequent? What are the ways that they're going to go from you know, discover content through evaluate and purchase and then post-purchase content. What is that journey? And, and no two journeys are alike. And so it's like, what's unique to your company? What do your strategist partners use as their framework to say, okay, here are the gaps. Here's the content we need to create. And we need to make sure we create the right content for that entire journey from the beginning to end. All right. So those, that was just a taste of marketing strategies. When you're speaking khaki with marketers, those are the types of things you need to understand. And if you can't strategize and you can't show market value, then you just become a set of hands to them. You have to be able to speak that language, understand it, and be able to talk to it so that you can be on the same page as them and be peers. This is peer, peer speak, right? Talking khaki to your peers. And so no one wants to just be you know, a cost center. No one, you know, creatives don't like being a set of hands. And so the way you graduate and move your team away from that is understanding all of this and then being able to speak to it and show value and show how you're partnering on all of that. In fact, we have a whole separate session um, on how do you transform your team? We just launched it a few weeks ago. How do you transform your team from a ticket taker team to a strategic partner? And it, a lot of it has to do with speaking khaki to your peers. All right, next, business strategy. So now this is, this is speaking khaki up. Um, some of the things that's, that have helped me understand business strategy. It started first, there's an awesome book called The Discipline of Market Leaders by Tracy and Wiersma. 
So this is a book that, you know, it's, it's several years old, but it's, it's been around for a while, but it's still the, the, the golden standard. Meaning in their book, they talk about there are only three different types of business strategy. When you boil it all down to the, the basics, right? There are hundreds of different business strategy plans, but they put them in these three categories. And that's operational excellence, number one, meaning it's all about, you know, making your supply chain and your delivery chain super optimized. And it's not about, it's not about anything more than just price. Like you're going to make it super efficient and fast, you know, things like, I guess we could argue what fits in operational excellence, but like a, a, a Walmart where it's like, it's, they're not trying to become a brand that's all about, you know, lifestyle or something else. It's just saying, we're going to give you all the stuff you need at a great price. Uh, the second category is customer intimacy. And that's really a lot of brands fall in this category that are very custom brands that are trying to build a great relationship with uh, the customer, like a very custom bike shop, their customer intimacy. They want to have you come in. They don't want you to buy the bike from, you know, an operational excellent company like Walmart. They want you to come in. They're going to fit it to you. They're going to figure out your, how you fit the right bike and all the different needs that you have and create a relationship. So customer intimacy is all about building those relationships with customers and then delivering, uh, you know, high end value on that. And the third one is product innovation. Product innovation, a lot of tech companies fall into this category where it's all about we go out and do research and get engineers and really smart people to create things that are just super innovative and super awesome so that you'll just come and want to use those tools or those products, period. Um, like my company, Adobe, is a product innovation company. So anyhow, those are the three basic uh, three business strategies. Um, beyond that, there are other things that, have, uh, that are really important to understand, um, starting with brand positioning and pivoting. If you haven't read the book Positioning by Trout and Reese, go read the book. Or they also have a, a second derivative book called The 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing. They break down just the, the age-old principle of positioning. Like in, in customers' minds, there's only categories for like the market leader, the second, and then maybe a third. And beyond that, there's nothing. And so how do you reposition yourself and create new categories? How do you position yourself against the competition? How do you create an opportunity for your business to be successful without, you know, all of the, the, the roadblocks that you'll hit if you're not uh, a market leader or the, or the runner up or whatever. So go read positioning, super, super critical. And when you understand positioning, you can better understand the sense of, which takes me to the next step, which is business, dis, business differentiation. So a lot of business strategists are really trying to say, how are we different than the competition? What do we do that's unique? What is our USP? What are, what are our opportunities that they can't get anywhere else? Is it maybe a strategy of comprehensive, like we cover all the bases? Or is it a strategy of very uh, niche product? Or is it a strategy of convenience? Like there's so many things that you have to figure out about your differentiation and your market focus because it's unique to your business. Another thing that's really important to learn what is the, the leadership DNA of your board? I mean, if you really go back and look at the board of directors, what are the backgrounds? Are they in finance? Are they in operations? Understanding what their backgrounds are and how that board is built really makes a big difference on what business strategy they're going to use. For example, if they're all you know, finance people or operations, chances are they're probably gonna be pushing towards a uh, operational excellence model. And you can see this, you know, as you look and understand those things at play and you look at companies like, oh, okay, Gap used to be customer intimacy and then it was purchased by Old Navy, which is an operational excellent model. And then they started to put those same constraints because the board's like, we know it works, it's this, let's make, you know, this other brand work the same way. And you can see how, you know, they hit walls. Now Gap is bringing it back and they're trying to go back to that customer intimacy model, but 
just understanding the board of directors, understanding where they come from. And in fact, part of our goal here at Real Creative Leadership is, I believe that creative leaders should be on those boards. I mean, if, if you have a, a brand that's either customer intimacy or product innovation, then creativity will play a huge role in your, in your business strategy. And so all of us need to understand that and learn that and, under, and be able to use those tools so we can show the value to the board and other leaders so they can see why creativity needs to be on the board. Now, there's been a lot of great work over the years to help get us a seat at the table. When I say the table, leadership table, but not necessarily the board table. There's still a lot of work. Um, you know, in fact, I have another session coming up in the future that are, that's all about creative careers and what do you do beyond the, the role of creative director and how do you move past that? Um, so getting more of us in, in seats of, of, of the board, such as CMO or even CEO, you know, there is good news that a lot of creatives are breaking off and starting companies and they're startups that are, that are creative led, but we need more of it in this world. We need more of it. So understanding business strategy is critical because at the end of the day, if you can't get the approvals, if you can't sell the board, if you can't prove to them why creativity matters and why creativity is better for that business, then you're done. Then creativity is just going to be window dressing. So it's critical, critical, critical to speak khaki at a business level. Next is finance. All right, so why do we need to know finance? You know, it's so funny. In my experience, um, in my career, many times the second we start talking numbers, the creative people just kind of roll their eyes back and, and they zone out, right? And that's bad because there's a lot of important stuff that we need to know about finance in order to be creative leaders. Uh, first of all, you know, there's a great story from one of my past bosses who is the owner of an agency and Dave Thomas. And he would say, how, you know, number one, before you do any creative work, you need to understand how your client or how your business makes money, period. If you don't understand how your company makes money, you're not going to be able to create a creative vision that delivers success, that helps drive more success for business success through creativity. So you have to know how it makes money. And then you can't deliver creative ideas that are completely uh, off the farm. Ideas that may be fun and exciting, but aren't going to deliver business value. So how does your company make money? If you don't know that, stop and think about it and truly internalize that as you start to lead your team. There are other things that are important. Like as a creative, do you understand the balance sheet? Do you understand the income statement? Do you understand the role of cash flow? Um, for me, I took a, a, a graduate level course on finance in order to understand all of those things better so I can better relate to you know, your CFO or the financial team, right? You have to be able to understand the flow of money, not just how you make money, but the flow of money in order to speak their language so that you can show value, right? There are things like resource allocation and ROI measurement, MROI is another one, or your sales funnel. How does that all work together? Especially again, if you're in B2B, you have to understand that lead management flow from qualified leads all the way through to sale. Understanding that, how you measure and the metrics to measure success are critical because if they keep measuring, let, let's say, for example, you're all about quality instead of speed or time. Like those are the three values that we're always trying to prove out. Like we either have to be faster or we have to be cheaper or we have to have better quality. And if you're pushing for better quality and yet you can't prove those metrics out to finance, they're always going to go with cheaper and you're going to get pushed again and again and again to just make it cheaper or faster, right? So when you understand those values and how they impact this, the, your balance sheet, then you have uh, the ammo to go through back and 
prove your point and to show why, why creativity has value, why it impacts the bottom line. Super critical. And why does that matter? Because again, it's funding. If you don't prove that out, you're not going to get budget. You're not going to get approval. You'll just be fighting and kicking against a wall constantly and never getting enough money to do the right creative work. So you have to partner with your CFO and show your vision and be able to prove it out and speak their language as, as a financial person. All right, number four, operations. And this, is a, this one's actually closer to home than some of those others. Um, this, is a, this is another sideways. So if business strategy and finance are more like managing up, marketing strategy and operations are more sideways and down. So with operations, you know, even though you didn't want to, uh, as a creative person, you, you are now a project manager. You have to understand operations. You have to understand workflow. What are the right tools we use? Again, we talk about measurement. What about budget spend? Once you get the approvals and the budgets from finance, how do you, how do you use that and spend that wisely? So budget spend, resourcing, not just resourcing of, of the team, resourcing of other uh, assets or, or budget or whatever else it may be. And then priorities. A big part of operations is establishing priorities. What are the, what are the, the, what's the backbone or the structure we create as a team or an organization to get work done? And how do we make that efficient so that we're not you know, stepping on each other and causing our, our own problems? Some of those things that are good for you to know, like how well do we understand project management platforms or the tools? There could be simple ones like Basecamp or Monday or ones that are a little more in depth like uh, Jira or Workfront. You may come, you know, if you're trying to work with your web team, what tools are they using? If you're trying to work with your marketing team, how are they putting in requests? How are all those things coming together to create a, uh, an environment and a workflow that works for everyone and is clear and labeled and, and, and works well? Because if not, if all of that operational stuff doesn't work, and then you're just going to be stuck. You're going to hit the walls. And when you're dealing with things like content velocity, where you have to create your team has to create, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of different assets to fit on all these channels and different shapes and sizes. Like you're going to be hosed unless you can get that all working in a, in a good flow. All right. So those are the four categories, marketing strategy, business strategy, finance, and operations. Those are the four areas you need to learn to speak khaki, um, as we put it. And then now the big question as we're, as we're wrapping this up is how, how do you learn all this stuff? I don't know if I have the perfect answer, but I'm going to give you four categories or ways that I've learned um, to speak khaki a little bit better. First step is exposure. Just like Douglas Davis in the beginning, you've got to find the meetings. You've got to find the right places where you can listen and you can focus and understand what are all these things. You know, if don't hide in your cave, don't just stick with creative stuff. Get invited to a meeting where they're going to talk about the sales numbers and the sales funnel. Just listen, just get exposure. You'll hear so many acronyms and you'll be like, whoa, where do I even go? How do I even understand all of these? But at least go there and get exposure. If you, if you can't get exposure in that meeting, you know, go talk to different leaders in your company and just sit down and say, hey, you know, tell me, how do I do this? And that leads us to the second way you can learn all is mentoring. Go get a mentor, get someone who's in finance, who's someone who's a leader, whether it's your company or another company or a friend or you know, an acquaintance, whatever it may be. Part of being a good leader is building your personal board of directors. And so you need to have people on your personal board of directors that have expertise in those areas, in finance, in leadership, in, in, in business strategy, in marketing strategy. Surround yourself with the right people and talk to them. Set up a, a separate one-on-one -on -one and just ask questions and have them explain some things to you. I guarantee a 10 minute uh, session with them will teach you so much 
that you wouldn't get normally exposed to in a, in a day-to-day setting in your role. So take advantage of that. All right, number three, there are classes, online learning. There are so many ways out there for you to learn. Higher education example is a good step. I went back, even though you know, I had a great successful career in uh, creativity as a creative director, I went back and got a master's degree in, um, in integrated marketing strategy. And I know it's not going to necessarily impact my role. Like I'm not going to become necessarily a, a marketer, strategist, whatever. I don't know, maybe. But it certainly helped me completely understand uh, the lay of the land and be able to speak khaki with all my partners and leaders. And it's not like they suddenly go, oh, well, that person knows how to speak khaki. I totally get it. It's just, it blends in. It, it just feels like, oh, you get them, you understand them, and you build trust so much faster. So higher education, a great way. Online, I mean, think of how many different platforms there are out there, from Linda to LinkedIn Learning. Like, there's so many ways that you can just, you know, instead of spending an afternoon watching another sitcom, sit down and just watch a video on, on marketing strategy. Watch a video on how to, how to figure out MROI, right? Some of those things may seem terrible and lame, but they will help you. They will help you as a creative leader, I guarantee it. Beyond that, podcasts. Like just you listening right now to Real Creative Leadership is phenomenal. And I'm trying to bring you exposure, right? To new ideas. That's another thing. Listen to your favorite podcast. Get out there and watch, you know, webinars. Sign up for a webinar that just seems weird or go to, go to a, uh, an event. There's so many events like Adobe. We have Adobe Summit in the spring and Adobe Max in the fall. Max is where you're going to get all of the stuff about uh, creativity, right? Where you're going to learn everything from Photoshop to video editing to whatever. But maybe one year try Adobe Summit. That's all about marketing and marketing strategy and learning, you know, sales funnels, tactics, and how do I use different products to manage my, you know, all of my marketing assets or blah, 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 like all of that. So try something, go to a different class when you're at one of those events. Webinars are another great thing. Like just get on LinkedIn and you will see posts constantly about webinars. Um, I'm doing them all the time too. That's just the way to learn and get exposure and understand more stuff. And then finally, the fourth category, books. As you can tell, I love books. There are a lot of books. You know, my saying is, if you want to lead, you have to read. And there are so many books. I mentioned just a few here, um, you know, from business strategy to marketing strategy. You know, I send out a book list at the end of every year of a whole bunch of cool books that I've read um, or have been exposed to. So start reading. Um, I actually watched a cool TED Talk just last night that was all about, if you want to make a big change, just try incremental little teeny steps. Maybe it's just saying, I'm going to read one chapter or one paragraph. Just start with one paragraph. I'm going to read one paragraph of a marketing book or a business strategy book or something every night and just see what happens. So start there. That's a great way to start. So books, books, books. Love it. All right. Well, thank you. That's, that's uh, all I had for today is at least just getting our feet wet, talking about all the different ways we can speak khaki. And next, next uh, episode, we're actually going to invite a special guest and we're going to talk khaki with the CMO of Blue Jeans. See what we did there? Get it? We're going to speak khaki with Blue Jeans. So uh, John Knightley, he's the CMO of Blue Jeans, and that's a company that's all about communication. And he and I are going to talk about his personal experience, the ways that he has learned to speak with creative people, what are the things that he looks for in terms of what you need to learn so that you can speak with him in order to find success. So taking everything we just talked about today and putting in a real world uh, example of how do you speak khaki with your business partners. Super awesome. Anyhow, thanks for listening. I hope you got some little nugget you can follow up on or learn more about. I don't know, go take a class, read a book, 
go to a webinar, keep listening to Real Creative Leadership. That's another great step uh, because I really appreciate it. And if you like this content, please, please share. I know this is new. We're only, you know, six months into, into this, but uh, I would love it if you'd share with your friends, your colleagues, your peers, and let's see if we can get more of a conversation going. In fact, uh, we just recently launched the YouTube version of this, so you can watch I know you can listen to these on your favorite podcast, A Real Creative Leadership, but now there's a, a, a channel on YouTube. And the beauty of that is you can watch these videos, you can see my slides, and more importantly, comments. Like you can start joining the community and commenting and building relationships with other creative leaders. That's one of the problems we have is there's not really a, a watering hole where all of us creative leaders can get together and talk about topics. So please look at, uh, at the YouTube channel and comment and join the conversation. Or even better, go to realcreativeleadership.com. Uh, that's another way you can find us. Sign up for the next uh, webinar. Make sure you're up to date on the latest episodes. Uh, we'll just share other links to other you know, speakers and things that we find that are really important. So just help us build this community. So it's because it's all about that place. As a creative leader, we need a, a creative leadership community. And we have a long way to go. I mean, as I was talking about earlier, you know, look at the DNA of, our, of the boards of companies. Do we have enough creative leaders on the boards. Are creative leaders just plateauing out at creative director? Are we moving on to CMO or moving on to CEO? There are a lot of ways that we as creative leaders can help grow uh, this movement. And so let's keep working together. We have, but we have a lot to learn and uh, a lot to do in order to make that a reality. Ways you can find us, again, realcreativeleadership.com. You can find me at adamwmorgan.com. Uh, we can learn about speaking engagements, articles that I write, my book, uh, all about proving the value of creativity, all that great stuff. Or go to Stoke, their website, um, and you can connect with them. But those are the two ways that you can find uh, either Stoke or me. Thanks again for listening on this session about talking khaki. Again, tune into the next one when we talk khaki with Blue Jeans CMO, John Knightley. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Real Creative Leadership. I'm your host, Adam Morgan, and this series was brought to you by the Stoke Group. For the most effective marketing, use both sides of your brain to align your strategy, creative, execution, and analysis. Connect with the Stoke Group for help designing each step of your marketing plan and creating a coherent vision. Visit thestokegroup.com to learn more.